0: and we're live on The Niche Agent. So today we've got a great guest for you. It's Jeff Lobb. You're the founder and CEO of Spark Tank Media. So Jeff, why don't you take a quick second and tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here? Sure, thanks. Um, Spark Tank Media um, founded only about five, six
1: months ago and was really put into effect to bring good real estate products to to the real estate industry, both from the tech and marketing side, um, as well as be a media company to offer other services such as speaking, uh, video product, and everything else. I didn't want to be boxed into just one thing, so Spark Tank is the umbrella of many different
0: products. Okay, so. great, great. So people may recognize you, so can you tell us where they may have seen you or what they know about you?
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, I've uh, had the pleasure of speaking um, on the Agent Reboot Tour uh, for Inman. I've spoken at Inman Connect, Risk Media, Explode Conferences, uh, a lot of different boards have brought me in, and i now anxious, uh, looking forward to next spring, I've got a bunch of uh, big brands looking to bring me into their conferences. So.
0: Awesome. Excited, yeah. Okay, so today we want to talk about digital media and digital marketing, because that's kind of your specialty. So before we get to there, I kind of want to take you back from where you started, how you got to where you're at and why you are here and who you are.
1: Sure. Um, I started in real estate a long time ago. I'm showing my age here a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, I knocked on doors in a beautiful gold jacket. Um, 1988 was when I started. Uh, no technology existed. We learned I think I, we learned probably the best way to sell real estate was just go out and talk to people. And as much digital you know, devices we have nowadays, I think agents sometimes hide behind technology a little bit okay. and kind of don't do as much face-to-face as we should. So I evolved through that time frame. Uh, somewhere in the middle, I took a hiatus to a corporate world when the first cell phone was being introduced, or one of the first, for a company called Bell Atlantic Mobile, which is today Verizon Wireless. So... I was on board with them as a manager, um, starting young in the cellular, then turned .com business. And for 10 years, while I kept my real estate career kind of in the back burner but still active, I ran the corporate ladder of several different internet .com companies. Um, shortly enough after that, '99 it busted, everything fell off the face of the earth, and what better place to go after you've just lost all your money in the, in the .com is back into real estate and start <laughs> over again. <laughs> So, so I did, built teams, built some brokerages, but more importantly, I was a selling active agent most of my life, and uh, really big on taking listings, I was a big listing guy, and I learned to build teams around me to do the stuff that I couldn't do. Um, so as I did that, I built up through the corporate world now of real estate with a couple large brands, became executive level there for them, and got a lot of speaking opportunities. And it was up until recently, we decided to take a leadership role of my own company and go out and help
0: other people in the industry. So, from all that experience, needless to say, you know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, they kind of joke and say I speak three languages, you know, English, real estate, and technology, because I can kind of pull it all together and make some sense of it, you know.
0: It's uh, funny, because most people speak one and not the three, so that's good.
1: It's overwhelming. Yeah, you know, I look, it is. I, I see their faces every day when I'm on, on a stage, and I look in their eyes, and I can see them just like, holy cow, what do I do now?
0: So, <laughs> okay, you know? so I want to take you through, so getting this company started, what was your vision and idea for this company, then? My vision, obviously, uh, I think with any
1: good company to come out is try and solve some problems. And while we can't solve them all, my vision was to take all the speaking engagements I've done over the past you know, three to five, six years. I've learned a few things. Is No matter how many good ideas they get, how many notes they take, and how many th- things they can fill up their iPad with, they'll walk away with those two or three good ones. But it's mm-hmm. after the fact, three to five days later, they're back in the biz, and they look at their computer and go, okay, now what do I do? Yeah. Jeff or somebody, the speaker said to do some of this stuff. I don't have time to figure it all out. How do I do it? So I created a product to help solve that problem, which is a video training of actually how to do and execute the technology. So you know you could sit there and watch me on screen, kind of like this. Except I'm showing you. Go to your LinkedIn and click on this button, and I'm following you around so that you actually go do something.
0: Okay. Execution. So who would you say is your ideal person that you're working with? What kind of agent are you attracting?
1: Well, it, it, you know, it's, it's amazing. that I've had a product out like that with it behind a brand for some years, and I've learned a few things I didn't realize myself. Um, it was meant for the agent to um, – for the agent and the broker, mainly for the broker because they don't have the time mm-hmm. or the knowledge or resource to go figure it all out. Um, so it was a value add to the broker so the agent can execute. That's what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And then what I did learn is brokers found more value in it than ever because now it became a differentiator of a tool, they're using right. it for recruiting purposes. They're using it to do lunch and learns. And they're now leveraging it to kind of make them more expansive in their broker role, okay. while yet can log in any So I kind of learned some stuff as I built it as well.
0: Okay. So what are you seeing happening now as you got this started? Where is it kind of rolling and where are you going with it?
1: Um, well, obviously, we could go right to the individual agents. You know, my job is to try and find how do I get it into the masses, you know. And I would love the few opportunities I have on my plate literally here are is try and give it to as many people as possible at an affordable price, so they actually use it. Um, so I'm looking at either big boards or a company that says, "Hey, we would love to just embed this in our whole platform and let everybody use it," versus getting you know three agents sign on and two agents sign on. I think it's better we expand it to a brand or several brands that can leverage, you know, the technology and marketing.
0: So okay. So yeah. today we want to talk about kind of some of those strategies, things you've learned, things that we can actually apply because I really like the episodes what we have where people can actually take away something, go back and apply it to their business because it's easy yeah. to talk about these grand ideas but if you're not actually going to apply it, like you said, you can take notes and notes and notes but if you're not going to actually walk away with something, yeah. there's to me there's no point. So can we delve into that and kind of give some ideas for agents to, to actually start applying to their niche?
1: Sure. Let's just I mean come up with a couple different topics and ideas. First is I love taking listings. So um, a very simple digital product, which many of you have heard about maybe but not actually looked at the mobile portion of it, I talk about this a lot, is just Animoto. Um, And uh, I don't know if you've ever played around with Animoto before, um, but people have played around with the desktop version, and it's pretty cool. If you've not seen their new mobile version for any device, the slick part is, is okay, great, I got Animoto, but what do I do with it? Well, when you get when you have the capability of just literally taking pictures on your listing appointment take 10-15 fo- uh, photos you could literally go sit in your car put together an animoto on their new mobile when I say it's smooth I could drag and drop right on the screen I could hear the music right on the screen it compiled it in like 10 minutes the differentiator for me thinking from a listing perspective is I take my pictures I'm done I sit in my car or go back to my office and I put one together and then they're now textable Text one right to my client as a little thank you. Hey, thanks so much for spending time today. Anxious to come back with my market analysis. And I just wanted to send you a little start of our marketing. And I make it just a little cute fancy video where they're like, holy crap, that was that's amazing. Because yeah. I know they're interviewing my competition. <laughs> so I use it, I use it that way. I use it in a way that's I always show them a good demo live on my listing presentation on my iPad. Yeah. And then the real good way to spin this is after the sale, if you're working with buyers, is create the Animoto whether it be from a mobile device and put your picture second or third from the last screen with a really nice you know congratulations from your professional you know logo and phone number whatever it is and when you're done with that any good happy buyer sees a video of their home you just shared with them they will virally share it so many places and I say jokingly and truthfully they can't take you out of it so you are embedded (laughs) in their video for, like, life, as long as they share it. So I think the ways of applying it are the more benefit than actually the creation of it.
0: Because mm-hmm. I know I can
1: appreciate myself right there. So that's a real fun topic for me to talk about with uh, Animoto I want to
0: add on to that because one of the things that I've, I've done a number of times is, in addition to that, is if I know I'm going to a listing appointment, I'll go and pre-register their address as a domain name. So it cost yeah. me ten bucks, but I walk in when I go to a listing appointment. I say, "Hey, just so you know, um, I already registered one two three Main Street. So once we're ready to go, we get the property listed. We've already got the domain ready. So you could literally tie that in, have it linked, and have." Yeah,
1: do it. Sweet. That's another great tie. Yeah, and for the ten bucks, you know, if you're not doing that for a listing, my God, um, you got to invest a little bit, you know.
0: Okay. So, so what, a, what that, else?
1: Um, I think another topic I like to talk about a lot is um is agent websites. Okay. Um, I think a challenge with them. Is with all the competitive landscape – now, I know you're up in the Canadian market, and you know I guess people across all North America are going to see this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So challenges – there's so much competition on the web for an agent website. Unless you're paying for a lead gen website or you're a really good blogger doing your own SEO or you're paying for pay-per-click, most agent websites have a hard time getting traffic. Yeah. You know, they're a destination site. Tell my agent, I tell my client to go there. They go there and I think they're still needed for representation. Problem is, is when you get people that actually find your site, people you don't know, they're online searching stuff and then they're gone. What I always ask is what's the likelihood of them ever coming back unless you had that magical listing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Very unlikely they're gonna yeah. come back. They're gonna get tossed around in 10 other sites. So I've always asked myself is how do you get them back? You know, if you spent the, the, you finally got them there, how do you impress them at that point? So um, a really neat concept called video retargeting is a really cool way to get them back, and also has such a huge value proposition. When I explain a little bit more to you on how it's working from a perception and recognition standpoint, so here's how it would work: is I sign up for a retargeting company, and I'll, I'll give you a name of one I work with um, in a second. So that you set up with them, you set up a video ad, and video ads typically perform better than still ads because mm-hmm. of motion. So I got this cool little video ad designed, whether it be my brand, my brokerage, my team, whatever it is. And someone hits my website, they shop, whatever it is, they leave. Boom. So it drops a cookie on their, on their computer. And next thing you know, they're on CNN later. And what are they on CNN? Is my ad so my ad's popping up on CNN saying, hey, we'd love to see you back to our site. First of all, what's the impression of that?
0: The consumer thinks that you're super professional and you're connected with those connections.
1: Yeah, and then all of a sudden they go to, you know, they go to, um, you know, a, Beth, a Bed Bath & Beyond or something like that, or an ad, somewhere, and they see my ad pop up there again, or they see a, some other different site or platform where yep. they're seeing my video. First of all, I yes. would never want to spend the money. It would really cost to be on a <laughs> it would never Really be. But here's the consumer going, wait, I just hit this guy, he's like a local guy, but he's on all these freaking sites, thinking I'm spending a boatload of marketing money. Mm-hmm end of the day, it's really not even costing me a penny per delivery, one penny per delivery. So I think it's so slick to be able to have that opportunity, not just to get them back, but I also think from the listing standpoint, if I get some screenshots of this stuff and I go on a listing appointment and say, listen, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, anybody who visits my site to see your home or any home, we're going to use technology to not only market to them, but to bring them back if they didn't stay the first time through advertising with companies like, and really it's the Google network, we can drop the name of who's in the Google network, and amongst us, it's costing a penny a piece with no limits, no caps, no monthly fees, and no design work through a company called uh, Fuel 451 based out of California.
0: Okay. We'll put that in the show notes so people can check that
1: out. They just recently launched for real estate, and I'm still shocked that I'm going, okay, there's no monthly setup. You're not charging me to design the ad. No minimum. So I could say I got a twenty dollars budget a month. When that fills up, which is still a lot of visits to your site. Yeah. So some really slick ways to do that. But I would leverage it on the listing side. Once I got some some demos of it out there with my stuff, so I'd spin it.
0: So yeah, that's fun. a great way to do it. I was I was tossing that idea around with uh, one of the people I coach, and I said if you could get the uh, If if you know you're going on a pre-listing appointment, if you could get that client to come to your site ahead of time, so you could say click here to download this or get a copy of this before we meet, you could now run targeted ads to them. So if you know your listing appointment is next week, you line it up. So over the next week, they're going to be seeing your stuff all the time and for fractions of the cost. And now when you walk in the door, they've already seen your message on those. Before they have even talked to you about the listing.
1: Awesome, awesome ideas. You gotta have a driving point to get them there. Go to my site and maybe download a pre pre listing or a pre package or something. Get them there so it drops that cookie, and then they'll see all throughout the week that you're kind of following them around. They're gonna be like, "My God, I see you everywhere." <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it works great. It's uh, I don't know if you know Dean Jackson. He's a guy. Yeah. Love his stuff, and uh, I know he used to do before technology. He had a local radio or a local TV show on cable TV, and he would plan his listing appointments around. Um, when his show was on TV, so he would yeah. walk in, be doing a listing appointment, say, "Oh, by the way, oh, actually my show is on." So then he'd turn on the TV, and it just helps build that credibility.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's
0: awesome. So for the retargeting, where do you see that being effective? Not just for the listing side, but I mean, for people who are focusing on niche, they've got a specific demographic, sociographic uh, area niche. Like, where could you see them really using that to grow their business?
1: Um, I see it in a a couple different ways because I think the retargeting companies are getting smarter by by better use of big data. And what that means is, and here's something that they're test piloting right now, and I see this as an opportunity. So when someone, again, comes to that site and we've kind of got a snapshot of who they are because we dropped a cookie now. If we – not we – the technologies study their shopping and surfing habits – are they going to Home Depot or are they going to Lowe's or are they going to Best Buy? What are their habits? And when it studies those habits of that particular person that was interested in real estate, they're going after people with similar habits, similar tracking, that have not been to your website. Right. And maybe give you an option to deliver advertising, almost prospecting people with those same habits to them to drive them to your site for initial visits. So I see big data getting used a little bit better by... The demographic of studying it here's what they're doing let's find more people like them and now let's bring them to your site so I think it's a pretty slick concept of use of big data
0: so now that company you would mentioned they they take care of that big data and, and manage that or is that something that the agent themselves is gonna have to monitor and track
1: no no they do that they yeah I mean let's look at the end of the day they want more ways to deliver ads no. so if they could find better prospects for you to deliver ads to with similar commonalities it makes sense so now they take care of that um, on there, and it's something they're piloting for results, and I think they'll start to see results um, based on you know
0: similar data. okay, so what's been the most effective strategy with the retargeting for you other than the listing side? Are you doing anything else with it or is it strictly just listings and brand recognition?
1: No, I, at this point, I mean obviously the goal is still driving back if you have a really hot listing, it's a way to market that listing too right. because you could drive you could drive that listing out as an ad itself yeah. um, keep in mind still, it's in infancy, we haven't really gotten. Um, really super creative yet with it, but it's um, really just rolling out into that real estate space now, so um, okay. in a different
0: Now, one of the other big topics in line with that is Facebook ads, because people are starting to use Facebook because of the, the ability to really hone in on who you're going after. Are, are there any strategies you've seen that work well? Because I've heard people who say, I have, it's a horror story with Facebook, I've jumped a ton of it's a gold mine, and I'm making a ton of money and spending nothing. So, do you have any techniques that work with Facebook ads?
1: Yeah, I think the mistakes are being made by just not having. You know, first of all, you gotta, you always gotta run an A and a B ad. You gotta run two side by side with similar messages but different images, and you're gonna find um, little tricks and t- tips sometimes that will make the biggest difference, um, such as using the word um, "we have a free report" versus. Um, receive a free report.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When someone says we have a free report, they're thinking it's kind of a, someone personal is going to get this to me, and I don't want to play with that. Versus receipts. receives coming from a generic form, I'm not as intimidated. Yeah. And when you run a- 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 tests side by side and you see that the, the we ad gets one you know third significantly less than something generic, I think it's the creativity of the wording and the image that we're putting out there for advertising. That it's that minute. Um, I've had some great success with it. I'm continuously running them weekly for a lot of different products that I have. But to me, I mean, I think second to the government, Facebook has the most significant data pinned down to you as a person than almost any database that's available today. And you could really pinpoint that target audience you want at very low cost right now.
0: So, Which is exciting and scary at the same time. <laughs> scary as a consumer, exciting as a marketer because it allows you to do a ton of stuff. Yeah. I, I've told people many times that what you have in your hands with Facebook ads is years ago, marketing companies paid tens of thousands of dollars to do this market research. And you literally go click, 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 click. Here's who it is. Click, click, click. And you're done. So if you're not using them, I think people are missing out on a lot because they don't realize what, what's available to them, that they really understood how to do it.
1: Yeah. And I think the biggest mistake is made in, you know, when they design that little ad for you, it's like they kind of mock it up for you already. It's, Changing all that to make it a really good, responsive ad, and some people will mm-hmm. well, what's the secret? There is no secret. you got to be a good marketing mind. If you don't know one, find one or get one to coach you or something yep. that can give you those different nuances so that you get a good return, because you could get a significant return. Yep. Uh, does it take you to a good landing page? Does your landing page look like what it's supposed to look like, or does it deter me away? So there's a lot of factors in that, but it's a great return for what they're doing. and. You know, I hear people still getting angry with Facebook about, oh, the damn ads, the damn ads. And with all due respect, I mean, I heard this recently is, you know, we've been, we've been on the Facebook network for years for free, rent-free, having a fabulous tool. They're a business. Yeah. At some point, they're allowed to make money. <laughs> Please don't be mad at them. I mean, it's been rent-free for how many years? They've got to start collecting somewhere. Um, but you've got to look at the positive side of it. Still look at the valuable tool it brings.
0: Yeah, and the opportunities like I I bought things, I found different things through some of those ads. Where it has been a positive experience because they knew what I wanted and they got it in front of me and I saw it and said, yeah, "I'll take a look at that." And I bought a book or bought a, yeah, just it's it works well if you use it right. Sure. So I think it's a- is uh, is that something that you help people with and with your company like those type of marketing? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's
1: for a little bit, some that are a little more sophisticated in their marketing, but yeah, because we're running our, t- our test A's and B's, and look, I can say that we don't know all the answers either. I don't think anyone can tell you they do. No. We can tell you what's getting best results and why, and a lot of it is, like any marketing, is trial and error, and, um, you know, we've been playing around with it long enough and spent about a boatload of money, and
0: <laughs> we keep trying. <laughs> and the testing is the key and it's amazing because so many agents don't understand testing and they, they think they've got this great idea, which it could be a great idea. They've got a, a catchy word or a catchy phrase or a nice listing. They throw it out there and then just run it. Never split test. Never run any any type of control to see if it works. And with the technology now, I don't know why anyone wouldn't run split test because it's right. inexpensive. It doesn't cost you any more to do it. It doesn't right. cost you any extra time. And those small differences can make huge, huge difference.
1: I think so. Um, and if you if you wanted to chat about one more thing, I think we should have a conversation. Um, I don't know about you guys up there, but um, you know the new eyes eye devices that just popped out. I'm getting questions, emailed and Facebooked all day about what is this one like and how does it feel? Is it too big? Is it too small? Um, have you ventured down the new iPath lately with the iPhone 6 or 6 Plus? Or?
0: I'm an Android guy, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> are you a Samsung or are you a Motorola or are you a? It's
0: Nexus 5, so.
1: Nexus 5, okay. Um, some people love the notes, some people – so well, it's up to you um, if you want to chat about mobile or an app. Yeah, you know, Apple, let's – I'm happy to talk about that.
0: That tends to be one where a lot of people are asking questions about the mobile and how they can use it or how they can either use it with their business or how they can use it for the public side as well.
1: Well, I think um, you know, from the public side, they have to look at – you know, it's not just about apps. Um, it's really which, which data and which information can I get that can serve as my customer where I am and when they want it. Um, some people just want to sit down and they sit in these sessions, 100 apps in 100 minutes, and they're just typing them all out like mad people. You don't need, you only need about four, maybe five, you know, unless you know Facebook and your personal stuff. Yeah. But you know, the goal is find out what does the consumer want, and then when they ask me about it, how do I get it? Because that's mm-hmm. what that device is for: is data on demand. I want the stuff now, and there's. Um, you know, apps, you know, depending on what part of North America you're in, some work differently in the Canadian market based on location-based, some work differently in the States. Um, but, you know, there's a few really good ones that'll give you data for the most part, like Sitegeist is one of them. Sitegeist um, will give you data about your local market, like right where you are. Um, that might be just in the States. I'm not sure if it's in uh, the Canadian market just yet, or maybe it is. But it's pulling data about just local, local information. Okay. How many homes are in the area, how many people are in the area, age of the people in the area. But when you got that in front of a customer and you're giving them that kind of information, as you know, data is kind of a gauge. It's not 100% accurate. Yep. The impression, that customer's like, really, really? And then they're looking at you going, well, how do I get that? And they're going to want the app and everything else on top of it. Um, so I think there's some big values. I think there's a big disconnect of um, – and there's a good opportunity with mobile after the sale, um, after you close on a home. I think many of us in the industry make a big mistake by – not really staying human and branded in front of them after. You know, we send a drip campaign or we send a bunch of postcards and you know magnets and whatever stuff we stick on their fridge. Let's say it doesn't work because I'm sure there are people say like I send my magnets and I get referrals and I'm not saying it doesn't work. Yeah. But I think we're missing the opportunity here where um recently one service uh, actually I was at the Mega Camp talking about this too at the at the booth was um a company like Homekeeper. Have you heard of Homekeeper yet?
0: Uh, no. No, I haven't.
1: Okay, so just here, here's an idea. Here's a concept. And there's a few companies out there, but, um, you know, when a homeowner closes on a home, most of the time, first of all, there's no instruction booklet that goes with it. You have no idea what to do with it. You know, if, if you're a first-time home buyer or whatever it might be. But secondly, how do you keep yourself branded in front of them and create a value? So I looked at this concept, and I'm like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. So what they do is is you invite the customer to the app for free, right? They answer a bunch of questions about their house. So do you have central air conditioning? Do you have a pool? Do you have this? Do you have that? Real simple. Mm-hmm. And what it's going to do is send you reminders about, hey, spring's coming. You need to change the filters in your air conditioning. But more importantly, um, and I ask this maybe as your question, when you close on a home, do you give a um, do you give buyers like a list of your preferred vendors and contractors? Yeah. So it's usually in a form of a like a letter or a paper. I that, a booklet, book, yeah. A booklet. That becomes digitized now. So okay. what you do is your vendor list of all the contractors, logos, design, all built into the app. So what's happening is the reminder comes up about gutter cleaning. Hey, you need a gutter cleaner. Well, here's one of you know, Jeff's recommended vendors, mm-hmm. and at the bottom of the app, branding you the agent all the time for referrals and emails. So they're referencing all your vendors digitally and the reminders of their home and ongoing stuff that's home-related, and you're branded in their device. So to me, that's a better value. Of something versus sending, you know, a postcard that tells them it's time to, like, you know, change their clocks or plant yeah. some flowers and stuff, you know? So I'm, I'm looking at ways that stay sticky after the fact.
0: Yeah. You know? And that's good because, I mean, say something happens to their house, they are not even be at home. They're not even going to be able to grab your binder or whatever you have, the booklet. Whereas if it's on their phone, they usually have their phone with them. They can literally say, okay, I need to call the plumber. I need to call whoever, and it's right there. So,
1: Right, and then you think about the vendors you truly work with, and you talk to them and say, listen, Mr. Plumber, we've been doing business for years. Here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to make sure you're going into my customers' devices by doing that. You're going to be one of my preferred vendors, and here's – let me show you how I'm going to put you in here. And eventually, I think there will be opportunities where you can probably – You know, for a couple bucks, they might be able to bump to the higher with an ad,
0: kind of almost like a
1: phone directory. But at the same time, it positions you really good with some of your vendors now, Mm -hmm. and you can actually show it to them, you know, digitally. So I think think this concept is evolving into a really cool idea um, for value after the sale where most of us kind of, you know, turn to old school methodology.
0: Yeah, or do nothing.
1: Or nothing. Or nothing. That's the problem. (laughs) Um,
0: So I think that's a slick idea, evolving. Awesome. So on the agent side, then what would you say would be the top three mobile applications or, or programs that people could be using for as an agent for their business?
1: Um, and it depends on what we're um, you know talking about. I mean let's just let's stick to maybe either social or graphics because those people want photo stuff. So if you don't mind, I, you pick a topic. So if, let's say photo related stuff for better pictures, better marketing. Yeah. Uh, I would say some of my favorites right now um, for taking photos and both for Android and iPhone. Pro HDR Pro okay. HDR takes stellar, stellar photos and has editing tools in there with um, lighting and all sorts of stuff. Um, and if you saw some of the pictures we take with them, you wouldn't even believe it's from an iPhone or an Android. Yeah. So Pro HDR is one of them. Um, I really love the creativity of working with a simple app like Diptych, um where I can... Frame stuff out, collage them, take the the front of the house, put the hot tub, this that, and make it all into one marketing flyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we share marketing flyers all the time, and I hate to say it, they're very blah. They're like <laughs> they're like word doc ish. And yeah. there's you know with with photos now we have such an opportunity to be visual. They're giving us the apps to make it all right here on the device visual. We just have to go do it. Yep. So, um, putting together a collage of the property, with text over top of it and stuff you can email, link, and text anybody. That to me is a, is a differentiator as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's many that do that. I like tick for that one. Um, and what else? Um, app for um, I mean Snapseed. Snapseed is a great Snapseed. editing. Yeah, I mean the problem is is when we take most of our photos straight up, there's never enough light. Yeah. Uh, there's never enough stuff to, to add that concept of the smaller room. So Snapseed you can use. Um, if you want to look into some really cool uh, technology that's evolving, I want you to take a look at um, this new augmented reality that's happening with 3Ds. Where, it's, yeah, yeah virtual view app is one that's pretty slick. Um, that literally takes a floor plan and pops it off the page. Yeah, uh, That's evolving. I see that's something that's going to even get better. But the two or three marketing ideas right now between – you know, Snapseed, um, uh, what do we say, diptick and Pro HDR. You should be able to put together some beautiful photographic marketing pieces.
0: And then that ties back into view the Animoto video, create the video with those, plug it in, and send Animoto, it off. And... Right.
1: The Animoto I've leveraged all day long. There's so many ways I could spin that. I even created my own, my own speaking, um, you know, promo video out of Animoto because if you didn't, if I didn't say this before, Animoto also takes in video clips too. Yeah which is pretty slick. So you upload a 60-second video clip, and then it lets you just kind of pull down the clip that you want. It just kind of cuts the piece out. It's beautiful. I mean, to have that integration.
0: And very user-friendly. I mean, it's not like Windows Movie Maker. I remember I started making videos and slashes, and it just looks cheesy and dated animoto makes it clean smooth and you don't know that it's a pre-done edited thing where that just yeah it's great it's, it's amazing what yeah, it can do. for
1: 250 bucks a year whatever it is it's ridiculous
0: yeah i would use yeah okay so, so if you were to give our listeners some one piece of advice if they're just trying of getting kind of getting started in that digital space and trying to find their own way other than going to your program and, and working with you what advice would you give for them
1: um, I think they need to not get overwhelmed by all the technology. We, I think I see people trying to do too much. They're trying to – they go to a social media training. I'm the first one to tell you, don't do everything. If you tell me, oh, I'm on this, and I'm on Twitter, and then I look at your Twitter account, and you've got five followers, and you have it. – don't do it. Get rid of it. Do the things that you're going to be able to do well because we'll spend so much time here that we lose track that our real job is to go sell real estate and focus on <laughs> And that happens a lot. They're so focused on trying to create a magic bullet that's going to make life easier. Two or three really good differentiators is all you need. The rest of it has to be don't forget that you got to network and prospect. It, you've heard it for years, but I think technology is trying to drive people off a little bit into thinking there's a better way. And technology isn't a better way. It's a way to assist with what yep. you're doing in the same business we've always done since 30
0: yep. years ago. I always so, say technology just speeds up the process and gets you to meet them quicker. You yeah, still gotta meet with them, you still gotta connect with them, you still gotta be belly to belly and make those relationships.
1: Absolutely. And I you know, I, I do know a lot of people try and take tech marketing people and say we're just trying to show you know, because I come from that real estate background as you are too, you know, real estate is still real estate and we can't lose focus on that. <laughs> people still wanna like you and trust you and get yeah. that warm and fuzzy when they meet you, or they don't. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Build those, more of those, and technology will help itself.
0: But awesome. you know, Okay, yeah, well, that's great advice, and um, those are awesome tools and tips. We're going to put those in the show notes as well so people can check that out. So for the listeners, if they want to check out what you're doing and what you're doing with Spark Media, what's the best way for them to see that?
1: Uh, they go to sparktankmedia.com, sparktankmedia.com. Um, if you want to go there, check out the, t- the real estate products that are there, technically real estate, technically coaching. They're all tabbed out. Check it out. Shoot me an email if I can help. If you want me to come out and speak and do an event for you guys, I'll be happy to talk about that too. I bring a lot of really good content. We have a lot of fun. And at the end of the day, it's really giving you some tools you need to go win some business. If it doesn't do that, it's useless to talk. So um, thank you so much for having me on. So I appreciate uh, the yeah. opportunity.
0: I appreciate it, and I know the listeners will definitely uh, enjoy what you shared. So thank you very much.
1: Cool. Thanks. We'll see you.